0: chapter four of Sherwood at pine camp this is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. dot org recording by carven h Sherwood at pine camp by annie roll car chapter four sweeping clean my goodness me ejaculated bess harley talk about the leaden wings of time why, time suits by us on electrically driven, ball-bearing pinions. Here's another week gone, Nan, and tomorrow's Saturday. Yes, Nan agreed. Time flies all too quickly for me anyway. The meals have been closed a week now. Oh dear, that's all I hear, complained Best those tiresome old mules our maggie's sister was crying in the kitchen last night because her mike couldn't get a job now the mules were closed and was drinking up all the money they had saved that's what the mew hands do their money goes to the saloon keepers the proportion of the income spent by the labouring class for alcoholic beverages is smaller by considerable than that spent by the well-to-do for similar poison quoted nan decisively mike is desperate i suppose poor fellow. "'My goodness me!' cried Bess again. "'You are most exasperating, Nan Sherwood. "'My excuse has nothing to do with political economy, "'and I do wish you dropped that study out of school. "'I have!' gasped Nan. "'For just then her books slipped from her strap, "'and history, rhetoric, and philosophical readings along with it, "'and she proceeded cheerfully to pick up the several books mentioned. "'You can't mean Bess said still severely.' That you won't go to Lakeville with me, Nan? I wish you wouldn't keep saying that, Nan-she sure would cry. Is it my fault? Don't you suppose I love to if I could? We have no money. Father is out of work. There is no prospect of other work for him in Tilbury, he says, and Nan continued desperately. How do you suppose I can go to a fancy boarding school under these circumstances? Why? For once, Elizabeth was momentarily silent. Suddenly, her face brightened. I tell you, she exclaimed, I'll speak to my father about it. He can fix it so that you will be able to go to the hall with me. I know. I'd like to see myself an object of charity, Nan cried with heat. I guess not. What I can't earn or my father can't give me, I'll go without. Bess, that's all there is to that. Bess stared at her with quivering lips. You can't be so mean, Nan, she faltered. I'm not mean, denied the other. i like to know what you call it. Why, father never missed your tuition money in the world, and I know he'll pay your way if I asked him and told him how bad I felt about your not going. Your dear best, declared Nan, impulsively hugging her friend again. But you mustn't ask him, honey. It wouldn't be right, and I couldn't accept. Don't you understand, honey, that I have some pride in the matter? So have Papa Sherwood and Mumsy. What they can't do for me their own selves, I wouldn't want anybody to do. Why, that sounds awfully silly to me, Nan, said "Bess, Why not take all you can get in this world? I'm sure I should. You don't know what you are saying, Nan returned seriously. And then, you are not poor, so you can't afford to say it and even do it. Poor? I'm getting to hate that word." cried West, stormily. It never bothered me before much. We're not poor, and none of our friends were poor. Not until those old mills closed. And now it seems all I hear is about folks being poor. I hate it. I guess, said Nan ruefully, "You don't hate it half as much as those of us who have to suffer it. I'm just going to find somewhere of getting you to Lakeview Hall, my dear, Bess rejoined gloomily why i won't want to go myself if you don't go nan her friend thought she would better not tell bess just then that the prospect was that she with her father and mother would have to leave tuberley long before the autumn mr sherwood was trying to obtain a situation in chicago in a machine shop he had no hope of getting another from position nothing had been heard from mr adair mackenzie of memphis mrs sherwood wanted to write again but her husband begged her not to he had a proper pride it looked to him as though his wife's cousin did not care to be troubled by the necessities of his relations we'll get along was mr sherwood's repeated and cheerful statement never say die hope is our anchor fate shall not walk us and all the other copy-book maxims but it was Mister sherwood and nan who managed to save and scream and be frugal in many infinitesimal ways Thus making the savings last marvelously. Nan gave up her entire Saturdays to household tasks. She insisted on that and urged the curtailment of the weekly expense by having Mrs. Joyce come in to help. But one day, I can iron, Mamsie, and if I can't do it very well at first, I can learn," declared the plucky girl. And of course I can sweep. That's good for me. Our physical instructor says so instead of going to the gym on saturday i put in calisthenics and acrobatic stunts with broom and duster. she was tired too she could not have been her father's daughter without having that virtue there was no leak and a promise in Sherwood's housekeeping she did not sweep the dust under the bureau or behind the door or forget to wipe the rounds of the chairs and the baseboard all round the rooms she would coughing in the lower hall as the dust descended from above declared she went through the cottage like a whirlwind it was not as bad as that but her vigorous young arms wielded the broom with considerable skill one saturday with every other room swept by the front hall she closed the doors into that and set wide open the outer door there was more snow on the ground now but the porch was clean and the path to the front gate neatly dug and swept the tinkle of sleigh-bells and the laughter of a crowd of her school friends swept by the corner of amity street then ran out upon the porch and waved dust duster at them there she stood smiling out upon her little woeful minute she might not see amity street and the old neighbors many weeks longer a half promise of work from the chicago machine shop boss had reached mr sherwood that morning by post it seemed the only opening and it meant that they would have to give up the darling in Amity and go to crowded Chicago to live. For Mumsy was determined that Papa Sherwood should not go without her. Then came back into the hall and began to wheel the broom again. She could not leave the door open too long, for it was cold outside and the winter chill would get into the house. They had to keep all the rooms at an even temperature on account of Mumsy's health. But she swept vigorously moving each piece of furniture and throwing the rugs out upon the porch for a special sweeping there the rough mat at the door was a heavy one as nan stooped to pick it up and toss it after the other small rugs she saw the corner of a yellow envelope sticking from under the edge of the hall carpet wonder what that is murmured nan somebody has thrust a circular or advertisement under our door and it's gone under the carpet yes there's a tag out there she seized the corner of the envelope with thumb and finger she drew it out its length surprised her it was a long official-looking envelope not bulky but most important looking in the upper left-hand corner was printed adair mackenzie and company stocks and bonds memphis it was properly stamped and addressed to her mother by the postmark on it nan knew it must have been tucked under the door by the postman more than a week before somehow he had failed to ring that bell when he left the letter the missing tag in the edge of the hall-carpet had allowed the document to slip out of sight and it might have been hidden for weeks longer had chance not shown the small corner of straw-coloured paper to nan she felt breathless her knees trembled somehow nan just knew that the letter from her mother's cousin must be of enormous importance she set her broom in the corner and closed the door It was fated that she should do no more sweeping that day. Chapter four.